Welcome to the Taproom Post Net Podcast. I am Delta Zero Four, and we will be covering the Nets topic of the week. Welcome, y'all. I am Delta Zero Four, located in the Redoubt of the South. This is Taprin Postnet Podcast, episode 14-15. Every Sunday at 9 p.m. Eastern, Taprin has an amateur radio HF net. The primary purpose for the net is to promote self-reliance and preparedness in all aspects of modern life. The goal of the net is to share and disseminate information that can help everyone achieve individual independence and self-reliance. During the net, we'll have a topic of the evening, so this podcast is a summary of the combined knowledge our check-ins share during the Taprin Nets. If y'all have questions about Taprin, feel free to go to the following website, www.amron.com. Phonetically, that's www.alpha-mike-romeo-romeo-oscar-november.com. In the beginning of this year, the Amron Group and Taprin Group merged, so you can find Taprin information, including the net schedule and frequency, at the Amron site. All right, let's take a quick break, and then I'll provide y'all a net check-in report, and then we'll finally cover the September 14th Taprin Net topic. And we're back. For September 14, 2014, Tappern had a total of 59 check-ins from the following states. 8 from Florida, 8 from Illinois, 6 from Virginia, 5 from Kentucky, 4 from Ohio, 4 from South Carolina, 2 from Alabama, 2 from North Carolina, 2 from Georgia, 2 from Pennsylvania, 2 from Tennessee, 2 from Oklahoma, two from New York, two from Arkansas, two from Texas, and one each from the following states, Oregon, New Jersey, West Virginia, Mississippi, Wisconsin, and Missouri. Thanks everyone for checking in. Before we cover our topic, I have one announcement. The Taprin Digital Net is on the first and third Sunday of the month. Now that might not necessarily be the same schedule as the Amron Nets, but just to make sure you understand it's the first and third Sunday of the month. It's at 8 p.m. Eastern on 7.078 plus 1200 using Contestia 4 slash 250. The net control station is in Virginia. Check the Amron.com local nets page for information. This week's topic was fall gardens. If you haven't already started your fall garden and you are interested in having one this year, it's not too late. Our check-ins talked about all the wonderful vegetables and fruits that they grow. With lots of folks living in various regions, please keep in mind that not every produce mentioned in this podcast will work for your specific region. The best advice is to go to your county extension office and obtain growing information for your area. Also, you can search online for your state university's agricultural department, and they may also have some more specific information on growing fall crops in your area. No matter where you live, there are a few different basic tips for gardening that you can do to extend your fall growing season. 
We all know those fall days where it's nice and warm during the day, but dips down pretty low at night. You might even have some late fall evenings that are below freezing, which can ruin some of your early fall plants that can't take the below freezing temperatures. That's where hoop houses can help. Basically, they are several PVC pipes or some other form of flexible wire or pipe placed about every six feet or so along a garden row or on top of a raised bed garden. Each PVC pipe forms a semicircle that is about three feet at its, at its highest point above ground and sits over the plants. Then you attach visqueen or some other form of clear plastic over the PVC. This does two things at night. It traps the heat to keep the plants warmer than the ambient outside temperature and it helps prevent dew from collecting on the plants, which, if that dew freezes on the plants, can ruin them. One check-in said when it comes to hoop houses, the biggest precaution you need to take is during the day. If it's warm and sunny, you need to keep an eye on the temperature inside the little hoop house because it can actually get too hot. And don't forget, when it comes to nighttime lows, just because the temperatures might not quite be below freezing, the wind chill could still ruin your fall garden. That's especially a concern for any dew that forms on your plants. If you live further north and are interested in fall gardening, you may need or might already have a greenhouse. Greenhouses of all different sizes are good for not only extending your fall garden, but also for getting an early jump start on your spring garden. The internet has a plethora of examples on how to build your own hoop houses and greenhouse. Even if you might not think you are interested in building them now, maybe consider printing a couple of do-it-yourself instructions, and then, if an emergency ever does come around and your internet is down, you'll still have those printouts on how to build some structures that will allow your family to extend the growing season for a potentially very critical food source. A third method of growing a fall garden is simple containers, like three and five gallon buckets. One check-in said they grow their lettuce using the container planting method. If the forecast calls for a few days of below freezing temperatures, all they have to do is bring in their containers into the house. What a great way to have an easy-to-take-care-of small fall garden, and that even works for folks who may live in strict subdivisions or in apartments. As long as you have a patio or balcony that gets full sunshine, you can still grow your own food. All right, let's get into the type of food our check-ins are planting this fall. Spinach, broccoli, lettuce, cabbage, collard greens, mustard greens, eggplants, turnips, beets, carrots, and even Swiss chard were popular choices. A few check-ins also mentioned region-specific crops like apples, prickly pear cactus, key limes, and oranges. A fall vegetable that was mentioned to be good in a few different regions is collard greens. It can handle temperatures close to freezing and maybe even a couple of nights that dip below freezing if you properly protect them. And if you harvest the greens from the bottom up, you can get a lot of good food from each plant. While most were getting ready to plant their fall garden, some check-ins were still having some good results from their spring and summer gardens, like tomatoes, sweet peppers, jalapeno peppers, and green beans, which kind of gets back to, it all depends where you are located. Some of y'all may be thinking, now Delta Zero Four, 
I'm not too wild about vegetables like turnips and beets. And believe me, I'm right there with y'all. But try to find at least a few items in the fall garden category that you like and can try growing that suits for your specific location. You can even use the container planting method and plant just a few carrots and garlic. Carrots would be great in a winter stew or a shepherd's pie where you have all that yummy layer of mashed taters on top. You can either reconstitute some freeze-dried potato flakes or better yet, if you planted some potatoes during the late spring, guess what? Fall is the time to start harvesting them, so you might even have some fresh homegrown potatoes to peel, boil, and mash up. What great comfort food to make during good times and bad. And garlic? Well, I can't speak for y'all, but in this household, we like it in quite a few of our recipes. Just a little bit of sautéed garlic can really add some great flavoring to a dish. I'll be the first to admit, I'm no green thumb, expert master gardener, but if you have questions about what to plant when, there are several websites that are good resources on that type of information. One such site that a few check-ins suggested was Southern Exposure Seed Exchange. They have a few different basic guidelines when it comes to fall gardening. For instance, there are three types of fall crops. Some vegetables can handle the late summer heat and prefer warmer soil temperatures and actually need to be harvested before it gets too cool. Your next set of fall vegetables prefer the cooler soil temperatures, but their leaves can't handle the temperatures getting below freezing. And your last fall vegetables actually like the colder temperatures and they can take some freezing temperatures. So before you go planting some quote-unquote fall vegetables, maybe consider first finding out what part of the fall season your vegetables will have a better chance of giving you the best results. A couple of check-ins brought up some more good suggestions. Even if you are not interested in growing fall vegetables for human consumption, maybe consider growing crops for your livestock, like your rabbits and pigs. And also consider growing some cheap fall crops to lure wild game onto your property, like deer and quail. One last alternative was to grow a cover crop like winter rye. There are certain cover crops that can rejuvenate the soil, and then in the early springtime, you can plow it into the ground for your future vegetables. Even if you don't plan on growing a fall garden this year to provide food for your family or provide food for your livestock, maybe consider buying some fall heirloom vegetable seeds and download some instructions on hoop houses, just in case you may need it someday. It never hurts to be prepared to grow some food, no matter what season it is. All right, y'all. That is all for this episode. A special thanks to those who checked into the net and provided us all the great information to share. God bless everyone. Until next week, this is Delta Zero Four Clear.